Hey guys, do you like sports? Do you like podcasts? Of course you do. You listen to the Sports Dance Podcast. So go rate us on iTunes. Uh, leave us a good rating and review. Like us on Facebook. Share us on Twitter. Uh, this really helps the show, guys. If you want other people to uh, hear our hot sports takes as well, then you can do these things and really help us out. So again, Sports Dance on iTunes, Facebook, Twitter. Enjoy the show. The Sports Stance. Hey guys, welcome to the Sports Stance Podcast with Greg and James. I'm the second part, and with me as always, for his birthday I got him a ginger quarterback starting week one. It's Greg Cowan everybody, what's happening baby? Oh, man. I'm not going to lie. It's actually a pretty good gift. You thought I forgot. I know. I I thought you forgot a little bit. I knew that you thought I forgot. Thought you forgot a little bit, but you know what? It's a good gift. You came over, and you didn't say, I didn't say a damn thing about your birthday. I was kind of hoping you were going to, like, forget. Yeah, yeah. And then you could put me on the spot. But guess what? Happy birthday, Greg Cowan. It was yesterday. I realized it was was yesterday. It's okay. It's okay. The people didn't know. Yeah. I now, mean, I, I put up my all my scotch drinking habits online for them to see. Right. So they think I'm an alcoholic now. So how, you know, the question of how I remembered it was your birthday is definitely uh, not really needed to be discussed. Um, Facebook. You know, Mary's Instagram. Yeah. Um, <laughs> One of those. Yeah. But uh, regardless, man, before we get into everything today, before we get into the NFL, college football, MLB, start bench cut, all that good stuff, how was your birthday, man? I was pretty good. I'm not going to lie. A few years ago, you wrote on my Facebook wall. It's still one of the only ones that's ever stuck out to me. Okay. It was, happy birthday, good sir. The book of faces has told me today is your birthday. <laughs> and for some reason, that's stuck out in my mind for like the past like four years. I'm pretty funny. So you know what? You, you're always going to be in my memory, James. Thank you, man. But you know, my birth weekend was pretty good. Wife uh, planned a few things to do. We went to uh, Provincetown in the Cape. Gotcha. For a day and then went to Plymouth Plantation because I am a history nerd. And I like to see people reenact things and try to break character. Yeah, I did that when I was in third grade, too. Yeah, so that's, what, that's what basically she said, she said. And, you know, she was like, I did this when I was, like, in elementary school. I was like, well, guess what? I grew up in New Jersey, and the most historical thing we have is Washington Crossing, you know, the Delaware, which is actually pretty impressive. Gotcha. So, uh, but besides that, I never saw it. It was kind of fun. Uh, cool. The best thing about it, the Indians Bruce. that – no, the, oh, <laughs> the Indians that are there – up front tell you, hey, we don't do like this fake character shit. We don't act like we're in the 1620s. We're from like the lineage line of Indians that lived here. Do so they you call can talk Indians, though? I thought they called Native Americans. Uh, it says like Indians and stuff. Yeah, I gotcha. So, like on the signs. But they do tell you not to say, hey, how are you? Because they don't <laughs> like the how. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> Get offended by it. But no, it was good. Got a new golf bag. Cool. One aspect of my golf game is going to look pretty nice now. Yeah, It's definitely. not my swing. Hey, you know, that little late September push, man. Yeah. Get out there. My mom got me some good grilling stuff because I needed some new stuff for my grill. Nice. And then she kept telling me, hey, more stuff's on the way. So I got some a few more surprises coming. It's exciting, man. So it was pretty good. My wife made a delicious dinner. Oh, I love it. So it was love all good. It. All hey, good, James. Mary, I criticized you last time for not stepping up your wife game. Good job. Had <laughs> a girl. Get in there. Oh, yeah, she told me to slap you about that, by the way. Yeah, you're not going to, so. <laughs> you're right. Uh, I need you to do this. Cool, man. Well, awesome. Happy birthday. Thank uh, you. And I'm glad that you could spend it doing exactly what you love, which is talking bullshit with me. Yep. <laughs> by the way, how was your Labor Day weekend, James? Yeah, it was fine. Did, you, did you labor through it? 
Labored through it. Ha. Uh, yeah, nothing special, man. Um, I'm trying to get on this Narcos bandwagon that everybody's doing right now. I can't do it. No, I like it. The problem is it's just it takes a lot of energy for me to kind of read everything. Um, I watched uh, uh, Atlanta, Donald Glover's Atlanta last night on oh, FX. Was that? that was really good. Was it? I want to see it. It was. They, they did two episodes on FX last night. My cousin and I both watched them, and uh, we thought it was great. It was Are they 30-minute really episodes or an hour? 30-minute episodes, but right. they did two of them back-to-back, so it was an hour, it was an hour long. No, premiere. I was just wondering just in general how long yeah, it was. 30-minute episodes, it's really funny. Um, it's super real. It's super realistic and very real. Um, talking about a lot of issues, but at the same time, um, making it hilarious. So I am, a, I am looking forward to that. That's gonna be really cool. Yeah, I saw the previous for it. Looked pretty good. Uh, I like Donald Glover. I liked him in Community. He's funny, man. I like his rap game. I know Childish Gambino. Childish He's Gambino, man. Pretty good. Freaks um, and Geeks, one of the best. Yeah, I. So I, I'm a big fan. I'm, a, I'm on the bandwagon there. But uh, Narcos is tough for me to get into. I can't do a lot of reading when I'm watching TV. I'm always on my phone. You know, <laughs> I'm like always kind of doing something else. It's a hard thing to do. If I go in the back room and make a snack or something like that, you know, I, I can't. I have to actually pause it. Yeah, because I can't that's, just. That's like the worst thing. You're like, I love the fact that I can watch this without commercials. Yeah. But if I want to do something, I feel kind of guilty getting up. Yeah, exactly. So then you're we'll just see lazy. If it continues. Fifteen but, episodes later, it's like, hey, you're done. Other than that, man, nothing really. There's no. There's nothing really to report on this. We had our fantasy um, football day. draft. Had a fantasy football draft. Had a little mess up at the beginning of it. <laughs> I have beef to pick with you too because this is like, when did we get twelve people? Uh, you missed the memo. Yeah. This is what happens when you don't check like the group chat. No, I I don't check Facebook. Yeah. So uh, somebody apparently like mentioned something. So. Will, our friend, heard it, and he was like, oh, I want to be in the league, so that was fine by me, but we need to find another person, because I was like, we can't have 11. Yeah. It's a bye week. Uh, so uh, Michigan Mike just uh, threw Tommy Beard in there. Shout out to him, because I know he's listening. I, I, first of all, I love both those guys. They're great. Yeah. But, like, when did this happen? No one bothered to mention it anything? It happened like two months ago. That's, that's like... We had a 10, we had an 8 out of 10 response of accepting... Two of you didn't respond. It's the two that never checked the chat. Me and Zach? Yeah. Did Tony respond? Yes. You're kidding. I'm pretty sure he responded. It was a pretty overwhelming, like, yeah, it's it's good. And I like it because Will's name is hilarious, Arctic Yeti Kush. Yeah, but... It just sounds like a great weed name. But uh, 12 teams is ridiculous, and here comes to my beef. I picked 11th. Like, that's a bullshit pick. Yeah, but you know what? You got two really good guys back-to-back. I picked third and had to wait till the 22nd pick to get another pick. I don't know, man. I think this is all baloney. This whole, this whole, we're gonna, we're into James's excuses right now. This whole league is suspect because of this stupid draft. Well, running back is super thin. That's the worst thing about it. This whole league is suspect because of this bullshit. Except our first pick of the whole draft was fucked up. Why? Oh yeah, I saw that. Le'Veon Bell was taken first. Angrily got calls afterwards asking if I could restart the draft. No. And then I said no, and therefore it it was, uh, fuck this shit. Throw the table, Zach Zach walked off. Except it's going to play to his liking, I think, because he now has Bell and McCoy. He has Shady McCoy. That's a pretty good running back, man. That's a good good running back, duo in a league that if you don't have two good running backs, you might be screwed. Yeah. Kind of like I didn't realize Jamal Charles wasn't starting the season. All right, well, before we get off into two guys talking about their fantasy teams, which no one wants to listen no, to. No, that can be on my other podcast. Let's talk about <laughs> two guys uh, talking about just sports in general, which a few people want to listen to, maybe, hopefully. 
Like, um, your, like your cousin, maybe, right? Yeah. Actually, my cousin walked in right in the midst of recording this podcast. <laughs> so he's, he gets a live look. look. Kid's killing it. Gets a live look into the life of sports podcasting. <laughs> yeah, right? Jim <laughs> yeah. Jim yeah. Bean's a killer. Um, all right, man. So we want to talk about a couple of things that happened over the weekend. We had uh, a good college football weekend. I'm not a college football guy, Greg. You we were covered not. this. I'm not a college football guy, but there were a couple pretty great games that happened. Both man. of our college football playoffs have already exploded. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a little bit more of an indictment on you, I feel like. It is. mine were just me throwing throwing stuff against the wall. You, you threw bit. three normals against the wall, and then you threw Mississippi State out there. And, well, that didn't work. took a work. flyer. It took, took a, a flyer. flyer. It yeah. was better than my, like, what I thought was a sure lock of Notre Dame, which... Dude, I, always, I can't even talk about it. It's hard for me to say the name. Everyone right always now. does this with Notre Dame, dude. Everyone thinks that like, oh, they're gonna be the ones that you know. This is this is the year that we do so well, and oh, we do like you know. Usually, it's like they'll go like seven and zero or eight and zero, and then it'll happen. Yeah, it doesn't usually happen this early. But man, I mean, losing to Texas, not even ranked, Greg. Not even ranked. Yeah, but did you see how high they jumped into the rankings? Yeah, they're in the top twenty-five now, right? Yeah, they're they went from unranked to number eleven. Yeah, I mean, Charlie's, and that wasn't even the biggest jump of the weekend. Charlie Strong, baby. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, that was a, that was probably the best game of the weekend, it, right? It was, it was sheer the worst tackling though I've ever seen in my life. It was bad, man. I mean, it was really, really bad. It was like, hey, Texas put in their quarterback who only is running the ball up the middle. Yeah. And what does Notre Dame do? Not stack the middle. That game winner was really, really great. That play. I mean, you know, not for the Notre Dame aspect of it, no. obviously. Um, but man, like swoops, swoops going through uh, and, and doing the dive. That's going to be like an iconic play from the season. Swoops was looking like Vince Young. <laughs> yeah, swoops except- used to be the quarterback that they were like, hey, Swoops is in second and 12. Right. That's what they said, basically. Yeah, so uh, that was a really interesting game. Notre Dame loses to Texas. Um, LSU goes down to uh, Wisconsin at Lambeau. That's pretty impressive. Uh, first of all, I don't really know very much about this game or this, uh, this, uh, you know, this uh, matchup. I guess. Use your words, Other James. Than, Use your words. Yeah, thank you. Other than uh, I like this guy's name for for Wisconsin, Bart Houston. Good name. It's a it's a pretty good name. It's a good name, Bart Houston. Sounds like a winner. He didn't play very well. I mean, he only he went nineteen for thirty one with two interceptions. I have a question. Did Wisco win? What's up? I think Wisconsin won, right? Yeah, Wisconsin yeah. won. So uh, he's a winner. It doesn't he matter how well he played. Leonard Fournette uh, for LSU got 23 carries for 138 yards. He's a Heisman host, hopeful, right? Yeah, he is, uh, but not did not have a Heisman-type performance. Nah, probably not. When um, your team's only putting up 14 points and seven of them came off a defensive touchdown. Yeah, and then Oklahoma uh, lost to Houston. Uh, that was a pretty impressive game, too. That was the one where I first started seeing that the things were kind of going off the rails in the college football season. Yeah, I was getting a few texts about that game, and I didn't know what was going on, and I didn't even realize they yeah. were playing each other. Because I was on a boat headed to uh, P-Town, and all of a sudden I was like, wait, what? And I looked it up, and I was like, holy shit, yeah. Houston has a chance here. Houston even returns. Though I mean, they're ranked 15th, so it's not like they're bad. but No, but upset number three is pretty impressive. Uh, they ran back uh, a, f- a field goal attempt. They ran back 100 and. Nine yards. 109-yard field goal His attempt for a touchdown. foot was, like, right on the line almost. That's classic week one college football stuff. The yeah. special teams is not ready for the run-the-field-goal back <laughs> guy. All. Um, you know, that's when you know that you're in week one. But, Greg, what were your major takeaways coming out of here? Is there anything specific that you want to uh, address? Uh, first is uh, 
you haven't tweeted in a while from your account, and the first thing you do is mention how I haven't said anything about Notre Dame. Ah. Pretty hurtful. Ah. Uh, you know, I was like, wow, you go a whole month of like radio silence, and then you're just like, hey, you know what? Let's poke the bear. Ah, coming out of the heavens. It's, it's kind of, it really hurt my feelings. Uh, but, yeah, you know, Notre Dame going down, tough. Maybe uh, everybody underestimated Texas this year. Uh, the so. other big thing was the, just like the sheer massive blowout Alabama had over USC. Alabama had a massive blowout over USC. Like, Al- come Alabama, on. Ohio State, and Michigan all had pretty massive blowouts. USC, but... show up. You're ranked. You should at least get a few points on the board. You're an yeah. offensive team. I know Bama's supposed to be like dominant on defense, but they can't be this dominant every single year somehow. It's pretty brutal. Um, we also have a couple drop-offs in the top 25. Um, you know, Notre Dame is down to 18. Still ranked. Still ranked. <laughs> Means they have a shot. Um, what else am I looking at here? Uh, Oklahoma's down to 14 from three to 14. Um, that's brutal. You know? Yeah. Um, no, it was brutal. LSU's down to 21. What was brutal was LSU's cheap shot on Wisconsin. That was brutal. That was pretty brutal. And then even Tennessee, who won but barely squeaked it out over Appalachian State, is down yeah. to 17. That that should not have been that close. And then you also have Clemson, who's number two, has the reigning like uh, second place runner for Heisman, not reigning Heisman winner, but close. And their offense looked horrible against Auburn. Auburn actually had a chance. It looked like two yeah, upset them. And they weren't ranked either. And Auburn, no offense, doesn't have a great offense, so their defense has to do it all for them, and they almost did. Yeah, so it's going to be an exciting, exciting weekend coming up in college football. Um, you know, I mean, that that was that was a pretty cool opening weekend. I think that one was really good. Um, yeah, on Friday two night, of the we top have, five went down. Friday night, we have Louisville-Syracuse, which will be a pretty exciting game. Um, there's a couple of good games that are coming up on Friday. And, uh, I would like to know, who's that exciting for? I don't know. I think just Louisville and Syracuse. Louisville and Syracuse. Nobody that's cares a, about that game. That's a great basketball. Nobody matchup. cares about that game. Yeah, I'm sorry. If it was basketball, that's a great be college basketball matchup. Football wise, I'm interested. I'm in going seeing, to bed early. I'm interested in seeing the U.S. Uh, the UCF Michigan uh, matchup on Saturday. Um, I'm interested in seeing Michigan pretty much whenever they play now, just to kind of see how they're doing. Yeah, that's one of. That's one that one game I can uh, other, poke fun at Michigan Mike for. <laughs> I was doing it this week with the Appalachian State. I was like, oh. Appalachian State almost beat Tennessee. That would have been a way bigger upset than when they beat you guys like a bunch of years ago in that huge upset. Yeah. No one in the top 25 are playing each other this week, though, so that's kind of frustrating. But that means lots of upsets, potentially. That means lots of blowouts is what that means. Uh, That's what we thought going into this week and what happened to us, James. We learned a lesson. I guess that's true. Um, Cool, man. So college football is exciting. We'll be back next week. Hey. Greg, I don't want to pat myself on the back too much, but that was pretty good college football talk. It was. If we can get like a solid eight or nine minutes out of you every week for college football, all of a sudden we I'm gonna be happy. Here. Yeah, I'm gonna be pretty happy. Absolutely. Maybe but, get some pepper in for you, just like get you acquainted. Exactly. I needed a little warm up. You need it. But let's get into the real stuff, Greg, because we don't want to talk about college anymore. We don't want to talk about a Monday night football and total like NFL coming back this weekend, uh, starting tomorrow actually. Where the boys become men. Where the boys become men. Big boy football today, Greg. Big boy. Um, before the season starts, before we start getting into picks and whatnot, um, it's been a little while since we convened. Uh, the Sam Bradford traded to the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with this NFL like preseason like lead up, but I feel like there's been way more stuff with QBs than ever before, and it's kind of it's kind of getting to me. Every so, single week, our picks have to change. Last week we were like, Vikings don't have a chance in hell anymore to make the playoffs. 
Now, maybe there's a backdoor chance that they sneak back in because, you know, no offense, Sam Bradford, history-wise, is actually worse than Sean Hill. But confidence-wise, the team has to be feeling better about him potentially being quarterback than Sean Hill. Yeah, I mean, so week one, Carson Wentz will be starting for the Philadelphia Eagles. If he's fully healthy. They keep saying this, but, I mean, from what it sounds like, he's starting. And then uh, Sam Bradford. Ginger's baby. It's going to be two of them in the NFL now. (laughs) Andy Dolan and him. And then Sam Bradford will be starting for the uh, Vikings potentially. Yep. They're taking first snaps uh, split between him and Hill uh, to see who they think is better suited for week one. My guess is Hill's going to actually get the nod in week one just to get Bradford another week of acclimation. You never know. Um, I actually I don't want to brag here, Greg, about you know how good I am. Uh, you know what, James Bragg? You deserve it. At my at my amateur podcasting job. But I, feel I good. pulled up a bunch of Sam Bradford and Teddy Bridgewater statistics. Uh, which I will read to you as soon as my computer stop says uh, parentheses not responding. So this is uh, this is pretty thrilling podcast. Would right you want now. me to give you my take then on the trade while your computer shits the bed? Yeah, let's go ahead and do that. Yeah, Why all right. Start there. So uh, I was alerted by the news, actually by you and Michigan Mike, within about five minutes of each other, saying, "Holy shit, Sam Bradford was traded to the Vikings," which I thought was like a mean like trick to play on me because I was like, "Haha, funny." I heard rumors that the Vikings inquired about to the Eagles, but actually thought nothing would come of it. Then when I heard that, I was like, great, what do we get for him? Like a fourth rounder? Well, yeah, we got a fourth rounder, but also a first rounder. The Eagles got a first rounder for Sam Noodle Arm Bradford. That's pretty impressive, man. I mean, that's like the Vikings ignored his. uh, Yeah. It's like his injury history was just completely ignored by the Vikings. The Eagles now have a first-round pick for the 2017 draft that's going to be in Philly. People are going to be happy again. Hopefully, rocks won't be thrown. It's not even just his injury history. It's his history of not being good at playing football. He was good good at Oklahoma, but that's probably because he had Adrian Peterson, uh, DeMarco Murray. (laughs) Yeah, the best best QBR that he posted in his entire career in the NFL is, I think, again— my computer's not responding. I would just have take this, guesses. I'd have this number for you. I looked at it though. It was something like fifty-four. Fifty-four was the best QBR he's posted. Sounds, like, in, sounds about right. You know, in like his, uh, I think that was his rookie year in St. Louis. Last year, his big resurgent year in Philadelphia. He was like in the forties. He was in the forties. He threw nineteen touchdowns versus fourteen interceptions. Yeah. I guess the good news, if you're a uh, if you're a Vikings fan, is the nineteen touchdowns is an increase over Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, but uh, I mean, 14 picks is not very good. But Teddy Bridgewater threw 14, 14 uh, touchdowns and nine picks last year. Oh, hey, look at this! I got it up. Hey, good for you. Um, yeah, so Bradford. So let's look at the the you know Bridgewater started all 16 games last year. Um, completion completion percentage was 65 percent, which is not not bad. Um, his QBR was 62.7. He only threw he only threw for two hundred and one yards a game. That's not surprising. I mean, they got Peterson in the backfield. They're going to be pretty balanced on the ground and air. Balanced is not two hundred and one yards in today's modern NFL. It's not. It is in today's modern NFL. Two hundred and one yards on the no on the ground is balanced maybe, but no two hundred and one yards per game as a quarterback. That's not balanced. Look at his wide receivers. His wide receivers are pretty good. No, they're not. Yeah, they are. We're, we're talking about Diggs, who just had a random, like, good year? Yeah. 
Bless me. Sorry. Laquan Treadwell, Stephon Diggs, and well, Cordero yeah. Powder- yeah, Patterson. Yeah, Treadwell, but we don't know if he's going to do anything as a rookie. But I'm when I, okay. So Stephon Diggs was good, and Cordero Patterson's good. Yeah, I'm still. And alive now you have Treadwell, Patterson. I mean, those are good wide receivers, man. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like it, like say what you will about Bradford, but you know, at least he threw a little bit more. I mean, it was only 266 yards per game. But still, like I don't know, 200 yards per game as a quarterback—that's not what you're looking for. Um, Teddy ball game. Um, as far as Sean Hill goes, the last time that Sean Sean Hill, um, you know, he he played, he started nine or eight games uh, for St. Louis, actually. Yeah, um, most he's ever started a couple in the years ago. Um, so actually, he had a little not a, not a horrible year. I mean, it wasn't great, but no, but it's Sean Hill again. Yeah, he's I mean, a 41 uh, Bradford's Q- eight years younger, I think, something a like that. 41 QBR, eight touchdowns, seven interceptions. That was in 2014 for St. Louis. That's not great. Bradford, man, <laughs> I mean, like, I don't know. I, I that the thing that bothers me about this is like, what do you, what do you, what's the end game here for Minnesota? I don't know. Uh, I've heard a lot of things saying, hey, you know what? Bradford's only signed to a two-year deal. Basically, they got him for this year. What if something goes wrong with Bridgewater's recovery? He doesn't come back as soon as they expect next year. You have Bradford there at least for the time being. And if anything, Bridge Bradford can always be Bridgewater's backup. Contract-wise, you're not spending tons of money because Bridgewater you got for a deal because of his rookie contract. So, I mean, basically, I think they just thought Bradford looked good in purple. And they were like, you know what, let's get him. Who yeah. else are they going to get? I mean, if they needed a quarterback, not many other teams had any guy that they actually could potentially pull from. The Eagles, they probably got on the phone with the Vikings. And as I saw, the Vikings are like, hey, we want Bradford. And the Eagles are like, all right. They're like, we'll give you a first round. They're like, no, no, we're good. Like, no, he, we're going to give you a first round. It's Stop talking. He's on a plane. I don't like, the Eagles like... just wanted to get rid of him. He was part of the last little bit of the Chip Kale. Chip Kale. That was a weird way to say that. Chip, Chip Kelly. Kelly. <laughs> Chip Kelly era. And now they're done with it. Howie Roseman can move on. I don't think there's anybody else that Kelly brought in specifically that they actually want to get rid of. Uh, so they're free of him. They get to give their rookie a chance. You know, uh, gingers are going to rule the world pretty soon in Philly. And hopefully the Eagles can at least get like three or four wins. So the Browns will get an amazingly good first round pick. Maybe Bradford helps them out and sucks for the Vikings and helps us get a pretty good first round pick. Do you think that, do you think that getting Sam Bradford, uh, is like markedly different than getting Mark Sanchez for free? No. Like, Sam Bradford obviously has got, like, a little bit more upside, but, like, Mark Sanchez is, like, I don't know, man. Like, we're splitting hairs at that point. Like, okay, granted. Like, let's be honest. Mark Sanchez went to two AFC championships. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I Bradford, know. That, Bradford's that, never that's gotten That's what close. everyone always spouts out, at least, too. Yeah, but, you know, two AFC but like, if you're but, comparing the two, at yeah. least you know Sanchez has had success. Some, yeah. I mean, granted, he hasn't broken – you know, 60 is his completion percentage. He did so in half a season with no, the, with but Philly, but Bradford's not any better. But we got a that's first, what I'm saying, man. Eagles like, got a first rounder on him. It's ridiculous. Sanchez started eight games for Philly, and they only went four and four. But still, I mean, he had a 64 percent completion percentage. He had a 59 QBR. Yeah, um, he didn't he do threw, bad. He threw 14 touchdowns versus 11 interceptions. Like that's almost exactly what Teddy Bridgewater gives you. So if yep. you think that you're going to be a playoff contender enough with Teddy Bridgewater, enough so that you're going to give a first round pick. To get a new quarterback, just pick Mark Sanchez off the scrap heap, dude. Yeah, don't give your first rounder and a fourth rounder away to a team that literally was like, hey, if you offered us 
a hobo and like his dog, we would have said yes. Yeah. What do you think about the Carson Wentz era? Are you excited now? I'm it's- a bit excited. You know, I didn't get he didn't play much in preseason. He had fractured ribs after the first game, and he went all helicopter like Superman trying. So he has to learn that hey, it's not gonna fly here. You know, you're in North Dakota State. Uh, you could bowl over those guys a little bit more. You got to be a little more careful in the NFL. Yeah. Especially now as a starter, because our only other option is Chase Daniel. And let's be honest, he's like five ten. I'm not confident with that. That's not where you want to be. Chase Daniel is not where you want to be. With It'd be like you being the backup quarterback for the Eagles right now. Uh, That's my confidence in Chase Daniel. First of all, that was an unnecessary pot shot to me. I am an excellent, excellent uh, video game quarterback. Yeah, video game uh, quarterback, I trust you. Not on the actual field. Let's pick some games. Let's finally get into it. So each week, I think we're going to start looking at a couple of the games we think that are going to be the most interesting um, around gonna the NFL. We're going to do some picks, too. And then we'll do a couple picks um, every once in a while. Greg uh, texted me a list of games um, that you wanted to pick. Um, so the list was uh, Patriots-Cardinals. Um, did you say Bengals-Jets? Cowboys-Giants. Cowboys, and then I got to go the homer pick of the Eagles versus Browns. Yeah, I said the Eagles versus Browns don't matter. I also said um, Packers-Jaguars. Is an interesting and Steelers Redskins wrinkle, we've had up and the there. Steelers Redskins one is in there. So, um, I think so we should do five of them. All right, so have like a tiebreaker almost if we. Uh, did you pick? Do picks. Did you pick uh, Jaguars? Jaguars Packers as well. No. Okay, what do you pick? Uh, we can do that if you want. Would or you rather do that or Steelers Redskins? Let's do live debating. <laughs> well, okay. What were, what were your five? Uh, I had Cowboys Giants, yeah. Pats Cardinals, Jets Bengals. Eagles, Browns, and Steelers, Redskins. Okay, I'll do. It's a Monday I'll, I'll night do, special. I'll do Eagles, Browns if you want to. Um, you know, instead of or you can do Green wild Bay. card pick, and the Eagles, Browns can be my wild card, and you can do Packers, Packers Jaguars. No, it's fine. We'll do the same ones. So I'll do I'll do Eagles, Browns with you. I don't I don't condone this. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say that this is all have a bit. This all has a big asterisk next to it. Fine, whatever. When's RG three? Gonna be exciting. Um. <laughs> But let's get into it. Let's start off. Um, actually, I'll do the Patriots last because they're playing an eight thirty game. Um, so let's start off with Eagles Browns. One o'clock Sunday, uh, CBS. Uh, Philadelphia is favored um, by four. So, Greg, what are we thinking here? Uh, do you think Carson Wentz begins his career with a big old W? Uh, yeah, James, I do. Okay. It's the ginger rising in Philly. So uh, you know he's gonna come out. He's going to be a little rusty at the beginning. He hasn't had much time, you know, playing-wise, live action. But I think the Browns are just that bad. RG3, yeah, could be decent. Could have a comeback-type year. But Eagles' defense actually has looked pretty good in the preseason. I know that's something that you don't usually hear, especially the past few years. But they got a new defensive coordinator with Schwartz in there. He's always had good defenses when he's just primarily defensive coordinator. Uh, you know, they got some good defensive guys, Malcolm Jenkins, Fletcher Cox, you know, holding that defense down. Offensively, it's going to be kind of hit and miss, I think, every other series. Matthews and Sproles in the backfield isn't the most dominant running back duo you can have, but Sproles is one of those guys that he finds space, he can get out there on a screen pass and kind of do some magical things. So I'm going to go with the Eagles. I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to even give you a little score prediction just for this game only. Wow. Just because I'm pretty confident. I'm going to go 24 to 13 Eagles. 
Gotcha. Um, interesting. I disagree. I'm going to go Browns on this one, man. Uh, I think that this is going to be a fantastic uh, week one storyline uh, where RG3 looks decent and then all of a sudden the Browns win and all of a sudden, you know, the pundits have something to talk about for a week. Cleveland feels uh, another championship. Yeah, I can see that happening. All of a sudden a narrative gets built. The whole idea here is I'm thinking about the narratives that get built. So if the Browns win this game, um, there's going to, like, you know, that's the building block of, of a fun narrative for the series, uh, for the season. Fun in some respects and then a nauseating in the other respects because, you know, you're just manufacturing talking points. But that's, I guess, what we do now. It's, it's so exactly I'm, what we do. I'm going Browns over Eagles, um, even though Philly's favorite of this game. Next one, um, Bengals-Jets. CBS, this one's also at 1 o'clock. Uh, Cincinnati is favored by two and a half points. Greg, this is a good test as to whether or not the Jets are actually um, for real here in the AFC East, if they can be a challenger to the Patriots while Tom Brady's gone. Who do you, who do you got in this game, Dalton or Fitzpatrick? Uh, it's hard because I have the Jets in our NFL preview. I predicted the Jets were going to win the AFC East. You did. But it's one of those games that's two really good teams, defensive-wise especially. They both have pretty stout defenses. Offensively, where it's going to change, I'm going to give the sled edge. I'm going to go with the Bengals just because A.J. Green – Bernard in the backfield, and, uh, you know, there's got some guys that can make some moves. They got Eifert's out, so that could be a difference maker. You know, don't have the tight end, a little more coverage on A.J. Green. Yeah. But overall, I think, you know, Jets are going to come out. Brandon Marshall's getting up there in age. Who knows how Matt Forte's going to look. He's a little bit older now, new team, new system. So I'm going to give it to the Bengals. They've been pretty consistent. Always a tough team, especially the first few weeks. Are Bengals at home or are they away? Uh, away. Ooh, so I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna go with the away team. Two games in a row. I'm picking the away team. Yeah, I was about to say I'm going with the Jets on this one. I think opening opening day MetLife Stadium. Uh, I think there's a lot to like about the Jets team, um, especially on the defensive side. They've got a couple of things going for them on offense. I always never really get to get bet against Brandon Marshall. Um, you know, to do some good things. I don't think they're gonna have enough firepower to win the AFC East, but I think they're gonna beat uh, win this game. And uh, beat the Bengals. I bet I picked the underdog in these two games, and you picked the away team. So, so far, we'll see what so far we are not eye to eye on any of this. Um, afternoon game: Giants Cowboys happening uh, four twenty five on Fox. Uh, the even right now. The lines even. No one's favored. Um, so, in the battle of Dak Prescott versus Eli Manning, um, who do you think's coming out on top, Greg? Uh, apparently, I'm still feeling the road team, James, and it pains me to say this for either team. I'm going to go with the Giants just out of sheer, you know, it's Dak Prescott's first game. I think there's going to be some jitters there. You know, he's him and Ezekiel Elliott, both rookies. Who knows what's going to happen? You got Des Bryant, Jason Witten as a safety valve, but I just feel like, you know, just to really crush Jerry Jones's feelings. Yesterday was going on about like cutting mosquitoes and circumcising them. Yeah. Some weird, like, narrative between that and Tony Romo. I don't know what he was talking about, but I'm going to go with the Giants. They got Eli. They got OBJ. Victor Cruz, if he can come back and look anything like he used to, that wide receiver core is going to be nasty to deal with. And the Cowboys defensively, I think like all six of their out of their 11 stars are suspended. So they're only going to have, have like five guys actually on the field. Gotcha. So I think that's kind of opening up things for them. Gotcha. Interesting. Interesting, interesting. Uh, I just have one thing to say to you, Greg. I'm wrong. Dak attack, baby! Dak Prescott bandwagon! What up? Get on board! We're not gonna be we're not gonna be any of these are gonna be the same picks for us. 
I'm all about this, man. Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott. We have a, uh, the best offensive line in the game. You have Des Bryant on one side. Um, I mean, I just can't see I can't see the stupid giant Giants and stupid Eli Manning and all this stupid face beating America's team, the Cowboys. Well, se- America's second team. I feel like you have some like hatred towards the Giants. America's second team, um, you know, after the Patriots. Is there um, some bad blood there with Eli? So I think that the Cowboys are going to come out. Uh, I think that the league is not ready for Dak Prescott to take it by storm right now. And I think that there's going to be a lot of emotion, a lot of energy, and I think that the Cowboys uh, pull it out against the Giants. Um, again, picking the home team. All right. Um, going away every time, it seems. Sunday night, Patriots-Cardinals, 8.30 p.m. on NBC. Arizona is favored in this game by six points. Greg, do you think that that's fair? Do you think that uh, you know a Tom Brady-less Patriots are going to go into University of Phoenix Stadium and beat Palmer and the Cardinals? Yeah, no. So I'm actually going to go with the home team for once. Wow. I'm going Arizona. Sunday night football, people are going to be amped up. Jimmy Garoppolo's first start, you know, going to be big, I think, for the Patriots. Got to see what he has. But I think overall, Cardinals, Chandler Jones is going to be, like, you know, just amped up out of his mind for this game. Yeah. He's probably telling all the defensive guys the little tricks to beat the offensive lineman for the Patriots. He's had, you know, multiple practices with them throughout his career. He knows, like, how to probably get around him now. So I'm looking for Chandler Jones to get two sacks at least on the new uh, face of the Patriots, Jimmy. Jimmy G. Uh, but, you know, overall, just the Cardinals, I think, going to be one of those teams. I picked them to be in the Super Bowl. I picked them to win the Super Bowl. I think they start that road to there that night. Sunday night, they're going to make a statement. I think they're actually going to, you know, potentially blow out the Patriots. I'm sorry to say. Gotcha. You know, the heart of the Patriots D is not there with Ninkovich. It's the Cardinals always things. give us some trouble. Uh, there's no doubt about it. Uh, they give the Patriots some trouble. Uh, and I don't know what our, our record is the last few years against the Cardinals, but I bet that there's some, you know, some statistics to bear that out. If anything, close games. Yeah, exactly. Um, with the Cardinals, the game when uh, at, after the the do your job season when the, we dropped down to two and two and we just like got crushed and Brady. No, got that benched. was Kansas City. That was Kansas City. Yeah, red red teams. You know what I mean? Red teams. You have issues with the color red. Um, at the same time, though, uh, this is just. Taylor made for everyone to pick against the Patriots, and when everyone's picking against the Patriots, you know what the Patriots do? Patriots win football games. So you're going with the Patriots? Yeah, of course we're going with the Patriots. Um, let me ask you a couple questions about this game, Greg. Uh, does Arizona have uh, Rob Gronkowski? No. No, they don't, do they? Oh, huh, interesting. Mm. Interesting. Mm. Huh. Oh, do they have, uh, they have Bill Belichick, Greg? No, they got Bruce Arians. Oh, do so, so not Bill Belichick though. No, but can I ask you some questions? So I went just to, so he's not, so he's not Bill, so he's not Bill Belichick. No. So okay, 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 okay. Interesting, interesting. Hmm. Ah, I don't know, man. Can I ask you one question? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Do 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 the Patriots have the Honey Badger? Yeah, I don't care about that. Uh, um, Patriots. Well, the Honey Badger don't care about fucking Gronk. Patri- the Honey Badger, the Honey Badger can't cover Gronk. So. <laughs> Uh, Patriots win this game in University of Phoenix Stadium Shame Sunday of, night. Shame of a stadium. Uh, I'm excited, man. Uh, hopefully I'll be able to stand. I'm going to 
be having a couple couple brewskis. Actually, the day. Met, actually got to meet the guy that does the Arizona Cardinals uh, announcing in the stadium one time. Oh, I had like dinner with him because my brother knew him. That's awesome, man. It's pretty cool. Except he told me how uh, the owners like around the league basically say, "Hey, there's some rules that you can't amp up people at certain times and say things certain ways," and that most of them will pay you the fines that the guys get if they do that. He's like, "Yeah." My owner doesn't do that. He goes, gotcha. if I if I get a fine, it's like a few thousand dollars, and it comes out of my paycheck. That's brutal. Yeah. Uh, okay. Last game that we want to pick is Monday Night Football, baby. Ba-na-na. Monday Night Football's Ba-na-na. back. Um, playing in Landover, uh, Steelers versus Redskins. Um, Pittsburgh favored by three points in this game. Uh, Greg, do you think that Big Ben and the Steelers come in to FedEx Field and beat out Washington? Oh, it's a hard thing. The team that can't be named versus Steelers because, you know, political correctness. I know. I probably shouldn't have said the name, but... No, how dare you? (laughs) Half our audience was just offended. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm going to go with the, you know, Steel City guys. Gotcha. Mainly because how are you going to stop Ben Roethlisberger, Antonio Brown, Josh Norman? Oh, Mr. Uh, I got a million dollars, like, to play for the Redskins because Panthers want to pay me. Yeah. He's looked horrible. The Redskins have posted videos themselves of him getting burned by Deshaun Jackson. Yeah. Not a good look, Josh. No. Then you call out Roger Goodell. You call out all these other things. Just just shut your mouth. Play CB. Uh, try to cover Antonio Brown, but you're not going to be able to. Big Ben's just going to throw it all over the field. Kirk Cousins is not going to like that. Yeah, no. Uh, he's like not going to be a fan. And uh, I think they get blown out Monday night of that first doubleheader. I'm going to be watching that. I'm going to be loving it because the Redskins are going to be uh, at the bottom of the barrel with the Cowboys in the NFC East. Yeah, I um, this is the toughest game for me because I couldn't, I couldn't totally get a good feel on it. I don't have a good feel. I didn't watch a lot of the Redskins last year. I watched, it, I guess, a little bit of the Steelers just because they're naturally one of our AFC opponents. Um, my heart says that the Steelers will probably win. Just because I, I can't well, what see... What does your mind say? Well, my mind says that I have Kirk Cousins on my fantasy team, and if he shows me something, he could supplant Andrew Luck as the starting quarterback here. Ooh. Um, it's interesting. Yeah, especially if he's got a good connection with Deshaun Jackson. Um, so just because I want us to have different picks on literally every single one, uh, and because I, wanna, I want Kirk Cousins to show me something, to show me kid, then I'm going to go with... The Redskins beating out the Steelers. Next week, I want to pick a game that you cannot just, in all your hearts, hearts, not pick against me. All right. Well, I don't know what that. I don't know, I don't know what that about, game will be, but, we'll but I'll find it, it. All right. Um, cool. So this is gonna be exciting, man. We have. Uh, we'll we'll keep tally of what we've picked. Um, you know, throughout the throughout the year. Yeah, we might try to get some guest picks on here too. Uh, you know, get some different voices. For once, we keep saying that we're gonna try, but maybe this time we actually come through. You never know, man. I'm excited for this weekend, man. Football's finally back. Ooh, it's a really can't just, wait for the matchup, the rematch, the rematch, Super Bowl. Yeah, Broncos, Panthers. Yeah, classic Trevor Simeon, Cam Newton matchup. I love how uh, Panthers have been coming out saying this isn't like a Super Bowl rematch. Like, no, that's not what it is. Uh, hate to clue you, Cam. Totally is. Yeah. Last game everybody saw was you versus the Broncos and you crying on the field, not going after a fumble. Uh, guess what's gonna happen? Von Miller's gonna just reenact that play every single down. Yeah, well, we'll see what happens. But the Panthers man. still I th- win. I think the Panthers are going to win, yeah, let's <laughs> say. Um, cool. All right. Um, I don't know where we're at right now in terms of time, but we did have one last segment good. we wanted to do. We got MLB. We got time for it. Oh, we're still doing MLB. All right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's it's almost playoff time. We got time. 
Okay. Don't worry. Okay. Don't stress okay. yourself. We'll do. We'll we'll touch on MLB real quick. Um, yeah. it's only a few storylines anyway. We're a month away from the MLB playoffs, my friend. They ta- they start on October fourth, um, with the wild card games. So that's pretty exciting. Um, yeah, it's getting down to the nitty gritty. Right now, there's really very little happening in pennant races. The only one that's actually close is the AL East. So right now, uh, Boston, Toronto, and uh, Baltimore all sit within a game of each other. Um, Boston and Toronto are tied for first. Uh, and then Baltimore is a single game back. The Yankees are actually four and a half back. They're not too far behind. Every other division looks pretty locked up. I mean, the closest other race out there right now is uh, Cleveland and Detroit in the Central. Uh, Detroit's four and a half back from Cleveland. That one looks pretty locked up as well, but everything yeah, else... Oh, and, Cleveland, like, downfalls. And the Dodgers in San Francisco in the NL West uh, is pretty close. San Francisco's kind of fallen back, but they're about four games back. But outside of that, man, it's mostly uh, it's mostly the AL East in terms of a pennant race. Um, the wild card, though, is a lot more interesting. Yeah, it's like seven teams for the AL. Exactly. And, uh, good amount for the NL. The top teams for the wild card right now are actually Boston, Toronto, and Baltimore. Obviously, if one of those teams ends up winning the division, um, it's not they're not gonna you know be concerned with the wild card. But what's really cool is. Um, there legitimately is a chance for uh, three teams out of the AL East to make the playoffs. Yeah, in some sense. In you get some the one-game playoff, that will be two of them, if anything. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it would be it would be a one-game playoff for, for a couple of them, but at the same time, you know, Boston, Toronto, and Baltimore all have a chance to make to make a playoff yeah. you know, it's, appearance. It's going to be an exciting few weeks. I mean, you got September call-ups, you got some... Young, healthy guys coming up, trying to be reinforcements. Yeah. Uh, you know, personally, as Red Sox fans, we have Yon Moncada coming up. Uh, big number one prospect for them. Number one prospect, I think, like in baseball or close to it. Close to it, yeah. And, he's uh, a stud. Know, he just – I saw him play the other day, and the, how he's just fast. He's fast. He's big. He's very he's, – he's powerful. Um, you know, I mean, he looks the part. He's only 21. Yeah. Uh, so this is all exciting, man. It's it's cool. Uh, it's fun. Yeah, he's up there, especially at this time when it's like kind of right in the midst of, you know, hopefully what he can expect for years to come with yeah, the pennant race. He's and, starting too, so you know that's big. That yeah, shows exactly. just the confidence the Red Sox have in him. Uh, you know, other big news that's helping out teams in these playoff races. Kershaw's coming back. Kershaw's coming back, and none and none too soon too, because the Dodgers have a slight lead in the West right now, but San Francisco's hot on their tails. Uh, and San Francisco looks like they're going to be, uh, you know, firmly in the wild card race here too. Uh, hey, Clayton, um, maybe prove me wrong and show me that you're not the anchor of the Dodgers. Yeah, dragging them down. Uh, yeah, so we have Washington Cub, the the Nationals, the Cubs, and the Dodgers all um, lead, uh, leading their divisions and uh, the East, Central, and West respectively. And in the wild card, we have the the Giants, the Cardinals, the Mets. All within a single game. Of I each really other. hope it's not the Cardinals that make it. I mean, it looks like they're in. They're in there right now, man. It's it's St. Louis and San Francisco. Cardinals had three home runs last night, um, a couple including in the ninth inning, um, to win their game. So this is going to be a pretty exciting race coming down the pike, man. We got one month left, and then we got a, a couple of really great um, great series coming out. What's your prediction? You know, we're going to stick with a few of the things that you said at the beginning of the uh, at the All Star break. Yeah, I'm going to pretty much stick with them. I still think Dodgers pull it out somehow in the West. Uh, Cubs, obviously, are in the lock. Nationals are a lock. Uh, I kind of just hope the Cardinals stumble. I'd rather not. I just There's just something about the Cardinals I don't like. That's fair. I don't know what it is. Sorry, Cardinals fans. It's just one of those things. 
I don't know what it is. Just don't like your fans. Don't that's, like your team. That's fair, man. Um, yeah, and if there's a couple of good series that are coming out, we're gonna start highlighting those as well. Um, just kind of take a look for for wild card purposes and pennant race purposes. Um, but yeah, man, baseball is about to get real fun real yeah. quick. No, it's real sad though. One sad note for baseball. Yeah. A uh, guy that's having a hell of a season, yeah. not even getting noticed. Brian Dozier on the Twins, who are dead last in the Central, like 20 games out. Horrible team, horrible season. He's about to hit 40 home runs. That's a bummer. But and he has like he has like 100 and something RBIs. He's batting like three something. Have he just had a three home run game the other day? And like I don't even think people in Minnesota understood that he actually had a three home run game. It's just sad. Well, it's good that they have someone they can look forward to in the future, man. I think that's positive. It's just one of those things that you hate to see that because when guys like that get lost up, it's kind of a shame because nobody cares about them. People yeah. care about Bryce Harper. He wants you. to make baseball fun again. All right, man. Um, so that's it for our say, uh, for our sports talk. Um, now we're going to get into a little SBC, and this is a thing that's near and dear to my heart. Right? And my stomach. Um, we're talking football foods today on Start Bench Cut, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, we are. And it's going to be some delicious food. You're talking, you know, you wake up, it's Sunday, you're excited. Maybe if you're feeling, you know, adventurous, you go to the gym. Um, probably not. <laughs> probably not. Uh, more realistically, you wake up and you get a couple, you get a little Gatorade, a little Pedialyte to kind of yeah. replenish the electrolytes from the night before. You drink one of those and then you crack open a Coors. Exactly. Or a Bud. Hair of the dog the bitch you. Yeah. You make yourself a one nice... One of those NFL sponsor beers. You make yourself a nice big breakfast. The key, Greg, to, to Sunday fun day uh, NFL is getting that nice big breakfast. Gotta be a little greasy. Yeah, you want the big bre- you want, I think I think the perfect Sunday, especially for football, is you want, you want two big meals and then you want little snacks throughout the day. Yeah. Right? You want, you want like to have a nice big omelet in the morning, a little brunchy. Yeah. And then you want to have throw some uh, bacon in that. And then you want to have uh, one of our one of our football foods here today, and we're going to start bench cut cut them, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. So uh, start bench cut for this week, as we said, football foods. Our options are: Do you go with the burger? Do you go with the nachos? Or do you go with the wings? That's a big, big. Uh, it's a big lineup. It's a big decision, man. These are the heavy hitters. These are the these are the all stars. Uh, I would also argue that pulled pork belongs in there somewhere. Um, I mean, we had to leave some out. We had to, like, we had to leave some pulled out. Pulled pork, bratwurst. So, yeah, pulled pork and bratwurst, pigs and blankets, RIP, pigs and blankets. Those are my favorites. Yeah, yeah, those are delicious. Um, those are great, like, New Year's Eve snack. I don't know why. Those are good New Year's Eve snack, yeah. Mott sticks. I'm a big Mott sticks guy. Yeah. Um, and potato skins. Potato skins are huge, Just, definitely. But we're going with the classics. We're going with some classics, man. Wings, nachos, burgers. Um, so, Greg, do you want me to start or do you want to start? You know what? I'm going to let you start. Okay, okay, good. I'll give you the floor. I, uh, I'm i going to go first and foremost. Um, I'm starting wings, you know. I think that that's... Classic the, tried and true. That's the classic, man. The wings are so versatile, you know, um, because you can get the sweet, you can get the spicy, you can get the tangy. You can do blue cheese, you can do ranch, you can do bone in, bone out. You can do dry rub if you want to do, if you want to do dry rub and feel Ooh. crazy. Um, you'll do a little mesquite, mesquite rub on there. Um, so I think that that's really uh, the reason why I'm picking wings here, Greg. The versatility, um, you know, the hand, the handheld, you know. Oh, I'm just gonna grab, I'm just gonna grab a couple. You know what I mean? I'm just gonna grab a couple, and then I'm just gonna grab a couple more, and then like, and then like five or six more, and then like six or seven more after that, and then a quick another ten, and then just two more after that, and I'm good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it settles it's, nicely. It's healthy. If it you is. pace yourself, it's healthy. It's, it's all protein. chicken. It's chicken. It's protein, protein baby. Straight protein. Um, 
I personally am a big fan of, um, you know, obviously barbecue. Um, I'm not huge on Buffalo. Uh, I'm not as big as most people are on Buffalo, but I'm coming around to it pretty significantly just because I'm not a huge blue cheese guy. Yeah, um, no, I can't do the blue cheese either. But I also, but I love my, I love my dry rubs. I like honey mustard. Honey mustard wings are pretty good. All right. Uh, and honey barbecue. I like kind of like the combination of honey barbecue. So wings, I'm starting. Benching like burger. sweet on sweet. Sweet on sweet. You can you can get sweet on sweet if you put a little put a little sriracha on there. Ooh, oh yeah, that's what we're talking fancy. about. Benching burgers. Um, okay. I love me. I love me a good burger. Now the key to the good burger. This is what people don't totally realize is seasoning. Okay. Oh, you gotta season the burger. The problem. The problem with most people, especially when you go to these like crappy tailgates and whatnot, is they're gonna pull out like a little thing of like uh, of just like whatever burgers. That have just kind of been stamped with some ground beef or whatever and just throw them in there. No, 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 no. You need some seasoning. Get me a little garlic salt on there. You know what I mean? A little onion powder. Get the pepper on there. A little, pep, little salt and pepper. A little red pepper flakes. I wouldn't oh. throw red pepper flakes out of bed on I those guys. I got the grill master whatever things with the red pepper flakes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I wouldn't even. I do um, turkey burgers, which, you know, I get it. I get it, people. Turkey burgers. But, like, bear Ooh, with me. so healthy. Bear with me. I do a Tex-Mex turkey burger with garlic and paprika and a little bit of salt and pepper and a little onion. And they throw some avocado on there. All right, Bobby Flay. And some salsa. Calm down. Oh, my God dude so i'm a big fan of burgers again versatility is huge for me you like that burger so much a little bit of your boston like accent just came out like strong yeah there you go i like it when you throw bacon on it um i just like the whole idea of you know grilling even like if it's if it's like cold as all hell like middle of new england winter i still want someone to grill me a nice burger when i'm watching a football game yeah now I'm be- I am benching nachos. Now, Greg, this is gonna be a controversial opinion. I've spouted this out to people before, and people don't like me about this. But I am not all about nachos. Okay. I'm not a nachos guy. I'm not. I'm not judging. This is judge-free zone. I, it kind of. Unless you say something blasphemous, like completely. Well, I mean, you're getting there. I'm not a nachos guy. I'm not huge on just sour cream. You know, if you so- throw sour cream into a dip, you're fine. I'm fine with it. But if you just dollop it onto chips, I'm the same way. I'm not into it. I usually ask for no sour cream at restaurants. My and also nachos are the are the peak inconsistent food because nachos to me you get you get like you get like two three to four great bites and I'll I'll give you that like the great bites that you get with nachos are are peak food. Okay, like if you get a really good thing and you've got some nice chicken or some taco meat on there uh, or some pulled pork and then with a little bit of tomato and the salsa and the guacamole all of a sudden and the cheese, it's melted, it's perfect. You get that one chip and it's great and you have that and you have like two more of those and they're fantastic. The rest of them, Greg, are soggy bullshits or crispy no toppings on the sides. And that's that's just that's just wrong to me right there. Okay. So I want something that I know is going to be good bite from start to finish and not just something that I got to kind of like, it's like World War Z trying to get the good nachos in there. You're like throwing elbows and you're trying to get the ones that have all the right trying stuff to on get there. Trying to bit yourself. Exactly. So nachos, you benched. You know what? I'm going to say something. It's going to shock you. Yeah. I, I pretty much agree with you on that. Yeah. With, with your feelings. That's what so. I'm talking about. So I'm starting wings myself also, uh, you know, and basically for the same reason you do. They're versatile. You can do a lot of things with wings. You can get the garlic sauce wings. Yeah. You can get the honey barbecue wings. 
had wings this weekend. Habanero roasted wings. You can you can bake them. You, you can, can bake fry them. You can fry them. You, you can, can do a lot crock of pot them. Yeah, you can do a lot of things with them. A lot of different toppings. Any type of flavor you want. You can go Tex-Mex. You can go Asian. Yeah. You can go, uh, oh, ter- I don't I know even, what the hell I just threw in this pot. I didn't even touch just on because. teriyaki. Yeah. Yeah, you got so many different ones. Yeah. You can just go crazy with them. And it's the staple food at a football game. You're never not going to see wings at some point, wings are tailgates, somebody's house. If they don't have wings, you're like, are you really a football fan? Losers. Are you a football's guy? No. no, you're not. No. Are you a football woman? No. No. Because you didn't make wings. Exactly. I'm not saying women just specifically have to make wings. Don't worry, ladies. Just in general, somebody's got to bring the wings. Don't matter who it is. Don't matter where it is. Bring the wings. Bring a bunch of types. Because you also don't want to be the guy that brings us like wings, but it's one flavor. And it's that weird flavor that nobody likes. Yeah, yeah. you gotta, you gotta get in. You gotta, there. You gotta get the versatility. But I'll, yeah, I'll eat them. But still. But come on, bring bring some different flavors out. And I'm also not a huge buffalo, just plain buffalo wing guy. I'll eat the habanero. I gotta get. I'll get the spice somewhere else, some other way. But buffalo, unless it's like it the depends. Bo- it's gotta me. be boneless buffalo for me. I'm all about bone in wings. Uh, no, if any other type, I need bone in. But buffalo, like I just need buffalo, like chicken bites gotcha so starting buffalo not starting buffalo wings starting wings in general yeah because you know i'm not an idiot uh i'm benching burgers yeah i know what just came into your mind james wow we agree on our sbc yeah and i'm gonna give you reasons. i still have some reasons for nachos as well uh so burgers like you said burgers are one of those foods you can have any time of year yeah you can have them fall winter spring summer always gonna be good Especially when it comes to football season, because that's when people get really creative with their burgers. You start stuffing them with a bunch of things, cheese, jalapenos, anything you really want, you can throw into a burger, and it's going to be delicious. And you don't even have to throw it into just the burger like meat itself. You can uh, put it on top. I mean, there's crazy burgers all over the place. Yeah. And when it's cold and it's the winter, if you're at a tailgate, do you really want to be eating nachos? No. No. You want to be eating a burger. It's warm. It's tasty. You got the carbs to fill you up. It's going to keep you warm for that game, mm. especially in New England. I've been to one football game up here, and I almost froze to death. Yeah, it's, so, it's, it's brutal. Don't want to do that anymore. So I am cutting nachos. It kills me to do. I like nachos. Like you said, you get those really good bites, but also, like you said, they're super inconsistent. You get a pile of nachos, and the center of them, after you get like that top layer off, the dead center of them, haven't been touched. Unless you get like professionally made nachos and you're not doing that. Yeah. Cheese is sometimes too crisped on. Uh, depends on what type of cheese you get. If you get like the whiz type, like uh, crappy cheese, that makes the chips all disgusting. Uh, it's like you're eating Taco Bell nachos from the drive through. Gross. Uh, you don't want to have those chips that are just super stale. You never know how long they're out. And when you're sharing them, they get really messy and it just gets to the point where it's like, Okay, I got like cheese on it, but all the other good toppings are already gone. Yeah, they're versatile. You can put pulled pork, chicken, beef, steak, basically any topping of meat, protein you want. But in the long run, this is not going to do it for you. And especially if you have it at a tailgate, if it's a cold tailgate, nothing's worse than cold, soggy, shitty nachos. It's gross. It's just disgusting. Also, shout out to Chili, which we didn't actually mention. No, um, Chili's good, but you got to be in the right Got to be in the right climate for chili. I'm talking. I, I'm a. I'm a. I'm a proponent of year-round chili. I'm a huge chili guy. See, I get. I get too hot, like in the summer. Yeah. I would love to have chili, but I get like too warm, so it makes me sweat. In gotcha, the winter, man. it's fine. Winter, I can do it. 
Well, cool, man. Um, that was a good start, bench cut. That was a good I start, bench cut. Um, all right, anything else you want to go before we uh, bring this thing in for a landing? No, should we have like a guest pick from your cousin on picks this week? You got a football game to pick? Pick a game this week. What's your cousin's name again? George. George. George, guest pick of the week. Hmm. Don't put too much thought into it, George. Just just say first I'm taking, team. I'm taking Pats. He's taking Pats. He's taking the Pats or the Cardinals. Or the Cardinals. It's pretty easy. We gave him the list of our picks, and we're all different, so he just knows the matchups. It's pretty simple. Thursday night is... Uh, Ooh, he's going to give us our Thursday night Sarah, pick. It's Carolina. It's Denver, Panthers. Right? Yeah. yeah, Panthers. I think, I think Panthers take that game. All right, George's sleeper pick of it. Panthers, Panthers over the Broncos. That's it. Beautiful. There we go. That's our guest pick of the week. Guest pick of the week. Cousin George. George cousin George. All right, guys. Um, from all of us here at the Sports Stance, thank you guys for listening. Go leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Thank you to the production crew. Yeah. Producers. Everyone. TV people. Yeah. Radio people. Uh, submarine people. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. We got that carrying around our signal. The valets who are parking our cars right now, thank you. You know, it's all about the little people in this yeah, thing. Just you bring know? Lambie up to the front. Um, but from all of us here, man, thanks for listening. We'll see you guys next week. See you guys next week. Enjoy the NFL. <laughs>